dads. Hello, welcome to Dad Talks, where you get to listen to two dads talk. I'm your co-host, Jared Schmansky, with me, as always, my co-dadding crime, Joe Lopez. Joe, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, buddy. Tonight, I have Michigan's Medicine. Oh, whiskey and Verner's? Just straight up Verner's. Yeah, that too. Because <laughs> uh, this cough has got me, and today I had a little bit of tummy troubles. Oh, no. I think, I think I'm dying. My Joe, body's trying to kill me. You're running yourself too ragged, man. That's the problem. Yeah, uh, it's been a really terrible day, Ugh. but here we are. We're alive for now. We're here for now. Thriving a little bit. I, uh, I'm drinking water, so I'm not, ah, I'm not perfect. anything exciting. Um, <clears throat> I tell you what, it has been, I don't know, this week just feels, so we've been talking a lot about my work and like the drama of my work has just kicked up tenfold <laughs> and like that's all like yeah. it's been consumed with this week and none of it concerns me so i'm just watching all of it from the outside and it's like yeah all right just do your thing that's kind of been what my week is uh but the weather finally turned today and we talk about the weather a lot on this because it's so important you. to michiganders i feel like it's not that important anywhere else i mean i'm sure some places but like right michigan is so unpredictable when it comes to weather that when it finally does turn and I feel like it's turned for good now, like maybe not 80 degrees all the time now, but like it snowed yesterday, two days ago. It's, okay. No, it snowed on Monday. And today's Thursday, definitely so. snowed on Monday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be 80 <laughs> degrees on Sunday. So in a six day span, Crazy. we're going to go from two inches of snow to 80 degrees. It's insane. Absolutely bananas. Uh, I stayed home from work on Tuesday. Ooh. Yeah. Did you do anything fun? No. I sat on the couch. That uh, sounds like fun to me. Just not feeling it. Sick as a dog and... I mean, who wants to put on a tie when they're sick? That's what I'm saying. Uh, but we did watch all of a, of a season of a show on Ooh. Tuesday. Watched them, which... If if you enjoyed Get Out and The Conjuring, that's jo- Jordan Poole's Vine. other. Oh, it's a show you said though. <clears throat> yeah, us is it us? Is that what the us movie is? His is? other movie. Yeah. yeah, this is called Them. And uh, I call him Jordan yeah, Poole, com- which is a basketball player. He's Jordan. Yeah, Peele. that's Jordan Peele. I. Uh, it's like a combination of Get Out and and The Conjuring, hmm. and uh, it's good. Sounds scary, not for me. Yeah, not for you. No. Don't watch it. There's that uh the show <laughs> yeah. on, on Apple TV is getting a lot of raves, the one that you watched. Um Servant? Yeah. And then the other one there's another one that people really like too. Um Severance? Maybe Severance. And they said that one's also real creepy. Yeah. So uh a lot of a lot of media out there. We're still talking about media every I, time we're on here. This so it's gonna transition <laughs> to the topic I want to talk about. But I go like my phases of the year are dictated by like what content is out, I'll say. So like yeah. Right now we're going into the busy season for I would call like nerd content, right? So like Marvel's releasing uh they I don't know how many movies exactly this year, but I know for sure we're looking at two movies in the next 2 months. 
So. Yeah, I think three movies total. Three movies total. <clears throat> yeah. What's the Could last one coming that. out? It's either Captain Marvel. Yeah. Or Black Panther. I'll go see Black Panther. I don't think I'll go see Captain Marvel in theaters. The first one turned okay. out okay, but I. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but like, the Thor trailer dropped or the thor teaser dropped oh and i watched like three youtube videos about all the teasers and and stuff in it and then moon knight's been dropping weekly which has been fantastic oh, uh, Knight's so good my favorite thing and so the phases we're going to talk about sports actually uh after we finish talking about our nerd stuff we're going to get them the right. real stuff <laughs> sports um but the like my favorite thing about marvel is they did they do what Game of Thrones did so well for six seasons out of the eight seasons, and that is leave hints and clues in everything. Everything could or right. couldn't be a clue, like it may or may yeah. not. It and that's my favorite thing is like you're not just consuming the movie, but you're also trying right. to tie together a storyline outside of the movie, and I love it. I absolutely right. love it. Did you say six seasons? Yeah. Six out of eight, right? I was gonna say, isn't there eight seasons of Game of Thrones? But the first six sense. seasons they did. <laughs> the last that two seasons, sense. I, I, we could do a whole podcast about we should how terrible, um, the two showrunners did in the last two seasons because wow, it was so bad. And the so worst bad. part of it all is George R. R. Martin wanted it to be longer. He was like, "I'll keep writing for the show. I'll keep doing." Like, cause he's not writing the book. Everybody knows like, right at this point, it's not going to happen, but, uh, he wanted to go longer. He wanted to play out all these storylines. He wanted yeah. to like make it pay off. Right. And the showrunners were like, Nope, two seasons. And then that's it. We're going to call it. They like set an episode or an hour limit on the show. And they said, we're not exceeding that hour limit. And HBO wanted it to go longer. And George R. R. Martin wanted it to go longer. The showrunner <laughs> stopped it. So they could do their Star Wars thing, and then they got kicked off their Star Wars thing. They got the boot. Hey, Uh, do you remember that time you were on Oysters, Clams, and Cockles? I do. I do remember. Uh, Famous Game of Thrones podcast. Famous Game of Thrones podcast. Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. I was driving. uh, I was in the middle of Kansas when I left that voicemail, and it was great. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's great. That was the last great season of Game of Thrones, was that season. So... Anyway, absolutely. Marvel does this thing where they leave Easter eggs and they leave ties and like yeah. Moon Knight just had a really big episode and I watch there's a a YouTube channel that we're all subscribed to called uh, New Rockstars. They do a great job with all this yeah. stuff. But the amount of detail that they can fit into a 45 minute show is nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. Moon Knight's so good. It's so good. It is really really good. It's there, really good. Um <laughs> These Marvel shows suffer from they start slow. All of them start mm-hmm. slow, except we. Yeah. So this is a good place to have discussion. Um, if, mm. if you guys haven't noticed, we didn't really have too much of a topic today. So we're just chatting about stuff. <clears throat> Welcome to the podcast. Um, Welcome to the podcast. This is what we do. Yeah. We just talk about stuff. Just stuff. Um, That's the new name of the podcast. Stuff. We'll call it content. We're talking about content. Um, <laughs> so. Katie and I were talking about this. The only Marvel show that I didn't have to maybe not push my way through because I enjoyed them, but like the only Marvel show that really had me waiting for the very next week right off the bat was WandaVision. 
Really? I needed okay. I needed the next episode of WandaVision. <laughs> like I needed to breathe. That show was so good at it's so good. It hooks you right away. Yeah. And I was thinking about it and this enough time has passed. If you haven't watched WandaVision, you're either not going to watch it or sorry, too bad. Um the first episode, they do the whole like um what what is the TV show they based off? I Love Lucy, right? Yeah. Uh they do the whole I Love Lucy or black bewitched, and white yeah. or bewitched, the black and white like 50s comedy stuff like that. And then yeah. at the very, you're like, huh, this is really weird. I don't know what any of this is going. And some weird goings ons happens, but you're like, are they just going to like do TV shows? Like, is this going to be independent <clears throat> episodes each time? That's kind of interesting. Like, you you don't really know what's going on. And then at the very end, they pan out to real life modern day, and you're like, yeah, oh what? Yeah. And right away, like that immediately hooked me. And I don't think they've done it again in any of these shows. The rest of them have been like. Like Falcon and Winter Soldier, even on the first episode, I was like, oh, this is just more Captain America. Like, yeah. Uh, and then Loki was really good, but also had the benefit of having Tom Hiddleston, right? So, like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I was so hooked right away because of the show or because Tom, Tom Hiddleston's Loki is one of the best characters ever created in the MCU. Yeah, definitely. My niece Bailey just binged WandaVision. She hadn't seen it before. Uh, and I'm very jealous of her. And she to got watch, to just to watch that for the first time again. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> she kind of she didn't she hasn't watched all of the Marvel movies, but she's watched a good chunk of them. Uh and I think we're gonna go see Doctor Strange when it comes out, my niece and I. Nice. So I was like, you gotta watch WandaVision before you see it. I gotta and, make uh, a plan to go see Doctor Strange. Yeah. Katie has I'm given excited. me permission to go by myself if I want to. Okay. So I might I might do an opening night thing. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it falls. It's, I love going by myself. Oh yeah, me too. I saw the Batman by myself in a theater with three people in it. And that That's was amazing. I mean, it was peak. There was nothing better. I sat I was the first so I showed up ten minutes before it it was showing. And granted, it was five o'clock on a Tuesday when I saw it because I was in Chicago right. and I had nothing else to do. Uh and so I showed up at like four fifty, get my popcorn, get my snacks, sit down on my chair, and the theater's empty until like five oh five. And I was like, Oh my god, am I gonna get this theater myself? And then like right. three people trickled in. I was like, That's fine. I'm I'm fine with this. Like That's and great. I sat in the very middle seat in the perfect row, got to like it was it was so good. It was just perfect experience for a great movie. Yeah. Speaking of the Batman. Uh, Kevin so kindly messaged us. Oh yes, said Joe talks about Batman, but didn't talk about the best song ever he was on. So I did a whole best song ever episode with Luke, all on the Batman, uh, which came out probably the week after it premiered, after the movie came out, or or two weeks after. Mm-hmm. But Luke and I just sat and just talked the Batman for like forty five minutes, and it really was it rocks. Dream a dream come true to just talk about Batman. It rocks. And now, Joe, yeah. we're gonna transition real quick into the yeah. dream of mine, which is talk about sports. Okay, here we go. I know, I know you love it Doing when it I talk again. about sports, but we talk about the phases of of like I mark the calendar more by what's happening in that time versus the months, like the months yeah. or whatever, but like it's NFL draft season. Okay. But totally. 
this NFL draft and this NFL offseason. So the Super Bowl was the first week of February. So for two and a half months now, we've done nothing because we don't have any sports to talk about. We don't have any football to like talk about, yeah. but just make stuff up and talk about ma- the made up stuff. Right. And that's what's been <laughs> happening. Joe, I kid you not for two and a half months, this NFL offseason has been one of the craziest like NFL offseason of all time. Big name stars just getting traded, like people wanting huge contracts. Like it's it's been blowing up. Um, and on top of all that, this draft class is unique in the fact that there's okay. there's not like normally every draft, there's like one to five players, in between one and five players, that everybody around the league and around the media are all like, these guys are phenomenal. They're the best of the best, like they right. have to get taken top overall. <clears throat> Nobody knows who's good in this class and who isn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, every, they, the general consensus is, like, everybody's good. Nobody's great, if that makes sense. Okay. You play Moneyball. You play Moneyball, right? But the problem is the Lions have the number two pick in the draft, which is, like, any uh, other who's year. Who's got number one? Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Uh, and any other year you're looking at a quarterback up, up at the, in that range, right? Or like somebody that rushes the passer that's phenomenal and can like blow through people all the time. Like normally you want this, this top pick, but the problem is everybody's good, but nobody's great in this draft class. So having a number two overall pick is not that much different from having a number five or a number seven, right? Right. So we're sitting here and for two and a half months, the, a lot of people follow like the odds on betting favorite, right? Like Vegas, everyone assumes Vegas has some insider knowledge and makes all this money off, off people betting. Then the odds on favorite to go. Number one has changed like six times. Really? Yeah. It's been this kid from Michigan and now a kid from Georgia. And then a kid from, it was a kid from Oregon way back at the beginning of last year. And then it was a kid from Michigan and then, and then Georgia and then the kid from Michigan again. And then, the guy from Oregon again. And now it's like, it's been, it's crazy. Cause nobody understands. Wow. Now the problem is when you consume as much sports content as I do, because I love it. Joe, I'm so tired of hearing about it. <laughs> so tired. And, and I never, oh, th- I never thought I would miss having like everybody say like, this guy's going right at the top. Right. Because Right. The fun of the draft is who are you going to get in the middle rounds? Who are you going to get? Like, who's the diamond in the rough? Who's going to be the best value pick? Right. right? With, I am so tired of hearing the same arguments over and over and over and over and over again, just through like different mouthpieces. It's so tiring. And so I wanted to become one of those mouthpieces and talk to you about the Detroit Lions. Yeah. That's why we're here. That's, That's why, why we're, we're a Detroit Lions podcast. So the craziest thing of all about like where the Lions are picking is that they have three picks in the first um, 35 picks. Okay. Yeah. They have two, 32, and 34, which are extremely wow. valuable, extremely great picks. But in this draft where everybody's kind of the same, it doesn't really matter where you pick. And so right. suddenly these, the Detroit Lions 
who have tried so hard to build all this capital and get these great players and, and change the course of the, of the team now are sitting with picks that are really no different from the later round picks they could have had. Oof. That's a, well, I mean, maybe, I don't know. It's interesting. He said, I'd be playing Moneyball only because I've seen Moneyball. I don't know how it works. So a great transition and something that like the other part of this I want to talk about is since I've gotten tired of draft talk and all this, like everything that's been going on, I've been kind of diving in more and more into like how these teams make the decisions, right? Like before, as dumb as it sounds, I just assumed a few guys sat in a room, watched some tape and said like, that guy can play football. We're going to draft him. Right. Right. And then they go to the combine, they run a 40 yard dash and they're like, look, he's fast. Just like we saw there, we're drafting him. (laughs) So for a job, I do, I do business analytics, right? I, that's, that's my, my career. Um, and so it has always interested me on how these teams integrate, like what they call analytics into their programs. And it's just like Moneyball. Right. So Moneyball, he basically picked a couple of metrics and said, if you can create these metrics, it doesn't matter what players are there. So you can get the low value players that are good in these metrics. And then they become like, then you maximize value, blah, 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 blah. Right. I was listening to a podcast the other day and that's this, what made me think of this. The analytics that goes into football are nuts because football and baseball are a little bit different in the fact that like baseball, you can purely look at the statistics and say like they get on base 20% of the time. I like that. I want them to be on base, but football, it's so hard to determine whether a player is going to be good or not. So you have to look at like 50 different measurements and KPIs and performance, and then go watch tape to see if they can actually do it in like in practice, not just like, or in, in, in a game, I should say, Versus just doing it on paper. And it's crazy to me. So one thing that has really evolved is the ideal athleticism of players. Okay. Right. And this is how I know that it takes a ridiculous amount to become an NFL athlete is because like they're talking about a guy who's six foot one ninety and saying he's too small for the NFL. Yeah. He'll get broken. It's wild. He's insane. Four inches taller than me and is too small. Yeah, I know. Listen. They pegged you for shorter. Five eight? Are you five eight? Because I'm five eight. Joe, we're the same height. Go look at our pictures together. Nah, that's not true. We'll discuss that at a different day. All right. Uh (laughs) fine. Four inches taller than you. But you're also like 110 pounds soaking wet. So like, right. Um, but it's it, anyway, back to like yeah. what it takes. They build this ideal body type and the, basically like the ideal human for this position is these measurements. And then they try and match that. And it's crazy to me that they are trying to do this, this like predictability of like, okay. And one of the greatest examples is there's a safety in this draft. And people, he's huge, and he's like way better. He's better than the ideal candidate for a safety. Okay, like his body right. size, his weight, his height—it's all better than the ideal body size for a safety. But people are saying that his 
40 time, which was 0.2 seconds slower than what you're, you would ideally want out of that, is, right. going to dra- is going to cost his draft because he doesn't fit the ideal like picture that they've built in this uh out of out of these analytics and it's mind-blowing to me because i it's like they're trying to create perfect humans and then draft those perfect (laughs) humans it's nuts it's nuts um first off i know what a safety is and i definitely didn't google it yeah but what's the safety for all those folks out there all right so safety is like uh, the person that plays in the very, very back of the defense. So they're the last line of gotcha. defense against like the pass and the run. The safety. The safety. There you go. It's like a okay. safety valve. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay. Um, and you, ideally you want them to be big enough that they can like hit because like they have to be able to tackle and they get a lot of like they're going to be in on just about every play, right? So you want them big enough that they right. can hit and not get hurt. Um, but you also need them fast enough because they have to cover. Ideally, you need them to cover half of the field. So right. normally there's two safety. Uh, I shouldn't say normally in the modern NFL defense. Yeah, I use the phrase modern NFL defense In the modern NFL defense. There's two safeties uh, on the field at all times. So ideally, you want them to be able to cover half of the field. Um, right. so they have to be fast enough, but they also have to be big enough to hit. So that's where you run into this, this body type, right? And uh, again, with the analytics, they have to be X amount of fast, but X amount of big. And then you have to find someone coming out of college that not only looks and, and fits that bill, but then also has played well enough in college to be successful and fit that at the same right. time. It scares me that there are people that big in high school. I, dude, I... Like, it's terrifying. Can you imagine a 14-year-old? Alabama, every year, signs, like, a freshman out of high school. And, and obviously, they can't go until they graduate high school, but they sign them as freshmen because they walk out 6'2", 240. As a as a fourteen no year old, they're six two two forty. Imagine what happens when they actually hit puberty and like <laughs> like lift some weights. Like that is nuts. And and Alabama signs them every year. They love them. That's crazy. It's, it's wild. It's nuts. And, and and it leads me to this like this crazy thought about it's the when you're trying to put together this, this formula for the best team possible, it is nuts to me how we've been able to make this picture of this is the ideal person that has this many tackles, this many sacks, this many interceptions. And they also are six, four, two forty, and right. can run a four five. Like, yeah. Terrifying. is so interesting. Like how do you, what do you think it's like to be the last one drafted or not drafted or not all? drafted at all? I've thought about that a lot. Um, like, so the draft Let's is talk a, about that. The Let's draft is a feeling. spectacle. All right. Uh, it, it's like an award show. I'll, I'll, I'll take this into your world. It's like an award yeah. show. Okay. Everybody puts on suits and they all sit around tables and wait for a phone call from a team to say, like, you want to come play for us? 
Right. And it, and the emotions range crazy amounts, right? Like imagine the flood that you get a phone call from Jacksonville Jaguars who have not been good minus one year. Like they're a bad football team. They've not been good minus like one year. Right. But you're getting picked first overall and you're going to make like $18 million a year. Right. Like, can you turn down? Yeah. Can you say no? Okay. There's a weird, I don't know if anybody's actually turned down signing their, their rookie contract. Like, I don't know if anybody's gotten drafted and said no, but I do know that Eli Manning said he wasn't going to go play for a team. He told them in the interview, don't draft me. I'm not going to play for you. And then he ended up going to the Giants. So it's possible that you could do that. I don't know if he's ever, I should, I should Google that. I'm not going to Google it now because it would take way too much time and I would get way too deep into it. Right. But uh, I know Eli Manning for sure. Like he was good enough that he was able to literally say like, I'm not going to play for you. Don't draft me. Wow. That's, I mean, you're Peyton Manning's brother. Right. I, and, and Archie Manning, their father is, is uh, also a, a hall of fame quarterback. So insane. Yeah. The guy, he's just pumping them out. Well, and here's, here's what their nephew, uh, their brother who didn't even become an NFL quarterback. His son is the number one overall high school recruit uh, right now and has been since he was 13 years old. Wow. He's been ranked number one in his class since he was 13 years old. Colleges have been watching him play football for five years now. Do you think it's just his name? Yeah, 100%. I what, think, if he, what if he, do you think he plays football because he has to, because he wants to? That's a great question. I think because he wants to. And I say <laughs> that him on the podcast. There's a very like Magic Johnson. Have you heard of Magic Johnson? Very famous basketball yes, player. Yeah. Uh, his son is a fashion designer. Yeah. Uh, just didn't want to do sports and anything like that. He's a fashion designer. I think that's great. Right. I, now, am I going to say that about every athlete's child? No, I think a lot of them go and play because like they have to. Right. But I think mo you can tell most of the time like if they want to or not. And it also, on the, on the other hand, like natural talent only takes you so far. We talk about like this perfect human, right? Natural talent can only take you so far. You have to put in the work to get there, right? Like, right. Nobody, nobody just like goes about their everyday life and becomes six, four two forty and can run a four five. Like that just doesn't happen. You have to work for that your entire right. life just to try that. Totally. Um, can't imagine again going back to high school like mm -hmm. being in high school it's really you you need to start in high school right because you need to be joe you need scouted to, for college you need to start when you're uh high school is probably the best one <clears throat> um the there was an edge rusher out of michigan that didn't play football too he was a junior in high school and then is going to be a first round draft pick this year uh he got Jeez. he got injured so he might not be a first round draft pick anymore but up until like last week he was a first round draft pick God, that sucks too. Like you're, you're like up there, you're, you're uh, on the clouds and then you he was, roll an ankle walking to the mailbox. It's even worse than that, Joe. He mm -hmm. was doing like work. They do. So scouts like as many numbers as they can get. Right. So they do a combine, which every, they invite like 500 people to it. Um, right. and, and you go in, you work out and you do drills and you try and get noticed. Mm -hmm. Right. But then the big popular uh, names also hold their own pro days is what they call them. 
right. and the college will put on like a a showcase they call it right so like you go in the quarterbacks will throw to the ball throw the ball to like to their receivers that they know in the, in shorts and like kind of just juice their numbers a little bit right david ajabo's is, is uh defensive end's name he had already tested the combine did great went to the pro day just to juice up his numbers a little bit more right try and get as much edge as he could to try and like get drafted a little bit higher a little bit higher he is just doing a drill tears his achilles oh no i guess that's why it's called your achilles yeah like that's a good one uh (laughs) it it is like it was heartbreaking because he was a first round draft pick and achilles injuries are terribly hard to come back from like ridiculously hard achilles i'm telling you well he died so (gasps) also wasn't his ankle heel i mean it's just tendon yeah right it's cut with an arrow I haven't read the Iliad or the Odyssey, so I've, I, yeah. I've only seen Troy, Brad Pitt. I haven't even seen Troy. Good. Um, but it's just not so to to put a bow on this. I have been in like just in awe. I think this is the first year I've really sat down and tried to like understand what goes into drafting somebody because right. that that emotion that's sitting there, and and so I think of like the highs and lows. So the lions drafted one of their guys brothers last year. And that must've been not only are you getting drafted, you're going to go play pro football and you're going to get paid a few million dollars. You also get to play with like your brother and that yeah. must be so cool. Or like the kids that get to play for their home city. Um, right. Joe Burrow got drafted number one overall two years ago, uh, gets to play for his hometown, like his hometown team. He was a uh, yeah. Bengals fan. He got, he's a starting quarterback for the Bengals. Um, still lives in his parents' basement, making eighteen million dollars a year. Lives in his parents' basement. Great. I like. That's the dream. That's the dream. I. It is. It is nuts to me. But then the lows of it too. I remember there was a quarterback a few years ago who was supposed to go like one or two and fell down to like twenty eight or twenty nine. And when I say right. this to the show, so next week Thursday is the first day of the draft. I'm going to turn on the draft at eight o'clock and the lions have the second pick and the last pick on the first day. Okay. To watch that last pick, I'm probably gonna have to stay up till midnight. Ooh, like late. four hours for one single round of the draft. And if you're expecting to go like right off the bat, like number one or number two, and you fall down to like three and a half hours later, you're just sitting there for three and a half hours, right. not knowing when you're going to get picked, not knowing who's going to be the team that said they might pick you is already picked and gone and done. And you're like, what am I going to do now? I do love that idea. Like, I think I could get into the draft. Like, cause I like the spectacle of it. Of like, Oh shit. Like, who is it? Who are you going to get? Like, yeah. Who, like who are you choosing? Like that to me seems very fun. The one problem. So, I love the draft for that too. Like the uncertainty. And I wish maybe this draft will be exciting like that. Cause people are kind of, everybody has very similar grades so they can go one way or another and it doesn't change the formula all that much. Right. Right. So it might be exciting in that fat, in that like asset, facet, facet, asset, whatever facet faucet. Um, but on the other hand, if everybody picks exactly who you think they're going to pick, it gets super boring. And sometimes like the first, like the first round two has been pretty scripted. And then on top of that, people have been doing mock drafts 
since the last day of the I mean people have been doing mock drafts since like the beginning of the season last season but right. like really officially like journalists and like sports media and stuff like that have been doing mock drafts for two and a half months now I have probably seen every single combination that can probably that can possibly happen in the what, first round what do you think is <clears throat> the purpose of mock drafts that's a great question there's two different ways that and and I will say the people that do mock drafts are journalists. They're sports journalists, okay? So they want to the goal of it to is to be accurate. They want to project and predict who these teams are going to take, okay? Right. But there's two ways you can go about it. You can go about who you think they should take, right? Here's my mock draft and who I think everybody should take in the first round. Or two, who you think they will take. And so those are a little bit a little bit of a balancing act of like, like I said, the number one pick has changed like four different times, right? Right. The mock that that will change depending on who's mocking who to who, right? So like some person might say, I think that the Jaguars are actually going to take the kid from Georgia versus the kid from Michigan. And somebody said, well, I think they should take the kid from Mm -hmm. Michigan. So that flips back and forth all the time is like, I think they should right. take the kid from Michigan, but I think they're going to take the kid from Georgia and like stuff like that is, and that's only one example. I mean, it goes all the way down to, they do one. Um, the most common one is just the first round. People only really care about the first round. And then after that, they mush the days together and it doesn't really matter, but right. The first round. And then some people go all the way into like the three round draft picks and it's trying to figure out like, who's going to take who, I mean, it gets nuts, but it's, it's so, so many people do it. And I have, I've found myself following so many people that like, now it's just become noise. When a new one comes out, right. I just scroll and be like, oh, this is, this is just noise. There's no way that right. this is going to actually happen the way they say it's going to happen. Right. So <clears throat> it's an exercise in futility at the end of the day. Okay. Well, uh, so that's next week mm-hmm. and then preseason. So and preseason is not until August. So we have from Shit. April. So what do they do? We have from what is a week from today is the 28th. So we have basically May, June and July to just analyze. So we're going to shift from mock draft season to analyzing the draft top to bottom. Every single pick, every single team who improved, who didn't, who gets what grades, who did a good job, who did a bad job. So then Regular season starts September, September, October, September. September. And then we do the big dad draft. Yes. Big dad fantasy draft. I always aim to do the big dad fantasy draft right after the last preseason game, because then you'll know if somebody's hurt, if somebody like it's going to be out for the season, a lot of like injuries happen in preseason because it's the first time they're playing like full speed football and people get hurt and you want to figure out. So I always like to wait until preseason's over and then hold it uh, right before the first game. Okay. All right. All right. It'll be an exciting an exciting fall. I'm excited. I think it'll be good. So we're coming up into what my this is the last thing I'll leave you with. If I seem a little bit more depressed isn't the right way to say it, but just just lacking lacking, I would say, in, in my soul, it's because the months after the draft and before preseason, the month of July. The month of July is the worst month of the year, and I'm going to say it. It's because there's not a single 
sporting event on TV. Oh, uh, dang. Like maybe soccer. Maybe soccer is the only thing left. Yeah. There's no sport. There's no football. There's no hockey. Oh, there's baseball. I should say there's always yeah, baseball. There's, baseball. But, there's always baseball. But baseball is literally always on TV. It's not. That's not yeah. anything special. So the month of July is the worst and it's the month before football starts. So you're like waiting and right. waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for football. You think you could like do a sober year of football, like just cut it out for a year and just let your body rest. Hmm. That's a great question. Very good question to end on. I wouldn't do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> Could I do it? Absolutely. There's, there's in fact, like hockey starts a month after football starts. So I, I could theoretically, right. like, if you're like, Hey, can't watch football, can't follow football, got to unfollow all your sports writers and everything like that. Like I could get by, by just watching hockey for a season. Gotcha. But you do need a sport. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could go. No sports. No, I don't think I can go no sports. It would be, okay. uh, let me rephrase that. Again, every man has his price. Right. I could do it. It would be extremely difficult, and I would be playing video games you have never heard of just to pass the time. <laughs> like, All right. Playing Madden. It'd be no sports. I couldn't play Madden. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Let's try it out. The hardest thing, I think, there would be a few. twenty-three. There'd be a few weekends that would be the hardest. So like on an everyday basis, it would be hard because my Twitter feed would be empty and that's like my main social media, right? Right. Which is weird. No, it's not. I mean, I guess that's most people. I just, I can't use it. I just don't like Facebook. See, that's where we're different. See, here's yeah. the problem. I follow nothing but sports, like, but like writers on, on Twitter, like sports writers, uh, you know, I follow like news anchors, news sites, things like that. Facebook, my feed is full of like people I actually know and I can't do it. I don't like, I don't care. I don't care about the people I actually know. I want to care about these imaginary people that are six foot four and two forty pounds and going to tackle somebody. Like that's what I care about. Um, so that would be tough. Some of the hardest weekends. If I had to do no sports, I'm assuming you're going to mean golf as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Masters weekend would be the hardest, which really? was just a couple of weeks ago, and it was phenomenal. Tiger Woods played all four days. It was great. The Masters. I, the, the major championships in golf are some of my favorite times to not only just watch golf, but like be involved on Twitter with like golf people talking about stuff, like the storylines that come out, the way people are playing. Like it's just fascinating. Right. That would be tough. Um, the first month of football would be really hard not to watch. Yeah. Two, two different parts. Training camp. So, like, that starts, like, mid, end of July. Training camp starts. Not yeah. having any training camp, like, drama or noise or anything like that would be really difficult. And then the first month of football. If, if I got through the first month, I could probably make it a whole season. Okay. All right. Maybe down the line. Gotta, just got to pay up. <laughs> I tell you what, what a great thought experiment would be is if I watched no sports and you had to watch all the sports that I watch oh. and then tell me. The report back to you? Yeah. I didn't even, I, Here's what happened. I'm not even bringing up baseball. 
Miguel Cabrera is on hit 2999, and the Yankees intentionally walked him today. It was dramatic, Joe. It's terrible. Really? Yeah. Dicks. I, I mean, they're the Yankees. They're villains for a reason, right? That's true. That is true. Um, all right, Jared, you want to let these people go? Yeah, I've, I'm done ranting about sports. Thank you all for listening to me. But rant. We can keep going if you want to if you want to keep ranting. I could rant for days, Joe. And this is the time where there's almost nothing to talk about. Yeah. I got imagine if there was. I know. Just imagine. Later. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate you. Um, we're going to have some good stuff coming out next week on Big Dad Energy. There's going to be a great episode uh, that we are very excited about. So listen to that. Uh, thank you. To, thank you to Planet Ant for having us on their podcast network. Hey, if you haven't followed us yet, go follow us on our social medias. We're at Big Dad Energy Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, go follow us there. Drop us a like. Drop us a follow. You know, maybe comments on a, on a post or two. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, don't go spending all that knowledge in one place. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.